0: Rob and Katie in the morning! Hey, welcome to our Monday afternoon podcast. My name is Rob Rodriguez, and I serve on the board here at America's Keswick. And this is Katie from our marketing department. And we're going through a series called More Than a Feeling. And last week, we spoke about the emotion of anger and how that needs to be pivoted to worship. And so today, we're going to talk about something that affects all of us at one time or another, and that's apathy. And the thing that we're going to talk about is the fact that it's actually pretty easy to become apathetic about the things of God when we take our focus away from Him. And so we're going to get into uh, Matthew chapter 19 and also 2 Corinthians for a little bit. But before we do that, uh, Katie, what's going on at Keswick?
1: Yes, so on April 8th, it's a Thursday at 6.15 p.m. We have our next men's fellowship night with Pastor Sam Sutter. Oh snap, that's my boy
0: Sam. (laughs) Everybody gotta come out to that one.
1: Yeah, it's $12 and you can call 1-800-453-7942 to purchase your tickets. And on April 14th, which is a Wednesday at 10.30 a.m., we have our next Girl Talk event with Lucinda Seacrest McDowell. And that is our last Girl Talk of the season, which is crazy. It went by quick. It really did. And that's gonna be $10 and you can call 1-800-453-7942. And you can go to our website, www.americasclassic.org for more details.
0: So I was gonna like say the first ten people to sign up for like men's fellowship night, I'll tell you like some funny stuff about Sam. <laughs> the problem is Pastor Sam knows the exact same amount of stuff about me because we started on summer staff together. So we're just gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I love you, Sam. Sam's gonna do a great job, mm-hmm. and so we're really excited about that. Especially girl, t- man, girl talks over already. Yeah, And that went really quick. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna get into uh, talking about how we can avoid becoming apathetic, and we're going to look at some verses in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So our series has been on emotions and how emotions are more than just a feeling. And so last week we spoke about anger, and this week I want to speak about apathy, And it's very easy for us to become apathetic to the things of God, especially the things that God takes seriously. And his call for us is to love and to serve and to be enthusiastic in the spirit. And so what I'd like us to to see today, this Monday, is that an enthusiastic disciple is more than just a feeling. It's this faithfulness to pursue the right relationship with God and others. And so we're called to be passionate in our pursuit of the Lord. And you know, apathy is a feeling of indifference. It's a lack of emotion. And so when we feel apathetic, our favorite phrase becomes, I don't care. And our favorite emoji is, meh, you know? And so in the book of Hosea, God is confronting the northern kingdom of Israel for their unfaithfulness to Him. And His desire is for them to turn back. God is their God. And he's their only God. He's the one that led them out of Egypt and sustained them in the desert. So let's read Hosea chapter 13. The Bible says, beginning in verse 4, I have been the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt. You know no God but me, and no Savior exists besides me. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. When they had pasture, they became satisfied. And when they were satisfied, their hearts became proud. Therefore, they forgot me. They became apathetic towards God. He says, literally, when I fed them, when they were in the pasture, it describes like sheep and cattle grazing peacefully. In return for the blessings that God gave them, they should have acknowledged the Lord as their God and Savior. Instead, they became proud and they they forgot him. And so, you know, spiritual apathy was just as big as an issue, not only for the ancient Israelites as it is for us today. It's no surprise that the Apostle Paul, he talks about this in his New Testament letter to the church in Rome, the book of Romans. And he reminds them about something. He reminds them that zeal, not apathy, is the characteristic of a faithful believer. Love is supposed to be genuine. We are to hate what is evil, and we're supposed to hold tight to what's good let's read Romans and we're going to read chapter 12 and we're going to read verses 9 and go down to verse 11. The Bible says this, let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters, take the lead in honoring one another, do not lack diligence and zeal, be fervent in the spirit, serve the Lord. So Paul Talks about that our love has to be a love for one another to the point that we are each other's biggest fans. You know, it also means that we don't forget that our love relationship with one another is rooted in our relationship with God. So if our relationship with God isn't right, our relationship with one another isn't gonna be correct. And if we fail in zeal, which is the Greek word for, for spude, right? It's this energetic living a Christian life that's the opposite of having spiritual inertia, okay? And so are we people who are zealous when it comes to the Lord? Are we passionate about about things that God is passionate about? You know, I was was thinking back to a movie that came out in 2018, probably one of the best animated movies of all time, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. It introduces the concept of the multiverse and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it's It's insane. It's a really good movie. And, um, you know, it, it has one of these cliche jokes because Spider-Man's from New York City. And so it has the, the idea of people from New York City, like myself, that they're very uh, apathetic to things because they see things all the time. And there's, there, there's one uh, scene where two of the spider man from two different universes, uh, they're in full Spider-Man gear and they become entangled and they crash land in the middle of a busy New York sidewalk. And, you know, nobody in the movie bats an eye. And one person suggests that they just kind of walk around them. And so apparently New Yorkers, because they've seen it all, they become apathetic and they no longer acknowledge, get this, they no longer acknowledge the craziness that's right in front of them. And if you think about it, it sounds really familiar because there's a story in the Bible in Luke chapter 10, the story of the Good Samaritan, and it's sometimes easier to ignore the needs of people. Remember the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Like uh, the priest walks by, this guy walks by. It's not until this person from Samaria walks by and takes care of the person that was beat on the floor about to die. And so, instead of engaging in a meaningful way, we just walk around the needs that people have. And so, think about this: ap- apathy can enter our life for many reasons. You know, maybe we are like the the ancient Israelites, and we just get too comfortable today inside of our Christianity, and because of the material affluence that we have inside of American Christianity, where there's real no, there's no, there's not really persecution like other people are experiencing around the world. You know, sometimes we've we've burned ourselves out. And in all of our doing for the Lord, we may have missed the vertical connection, vertical connection that we're supposed to have with the Lord. And so uh, that's supposed to be the foundation of our actions. You know, think about this. Mental health issues like depression can also be a factor. So while any of these reasons can explain apathy, those reasons shouldn't stop us from striving to be passionate people full of zeal for the Lord. We we can't be indifferent to the voice of God in our life. We can't be indifferent to the call that God has on our life. There's hope in knowing that historical patterns of Christianity have shown that the seasons of apathy, they do wind up ushering in seasons of renewal. You know, um uh, here's a, a a book by uh, uh just just a Christian his, Christian history book and the title of the uh the this section is the Patterns of Spiritual Renewal. And you actually can look it up on christianitytoday.com. Here's what it says. The causes of each decline differ widely, but when the prophetic voice and moral leadership of the church has been stilled for some time, social evils are usually rampant. In 18th century England, It was a perfect example. Alcoholism was at an all-time high. Capital punishment was used routinely for trivial crimes. Slavery was practiced throughout the entire British Empire. The churches were out of touch. The evangelical awakening led by John Wesley and George Whitfield aroused the English conscience, and by direct political pressure and action, it cured these and many other ills. So recognizing spiritual apathy in our life is the first step in realigning our character to that that which God has. You know, the phrase I don't care may be an appropriate response when, you know, somebody asks you what you want to watch on television or where do you want to grab takeout, but it isn't appropriate when we're talking about big things like injustice and evil and hurt in the world. You know, Jesus showed us what it meant to live zealously for the Lord. And so it doesn't mean that we muster up this fake enthusiasm and be on fire for the Lord all the time, but what it does mean is that we are consistent and that we are steadily faithful in speaking up and living well in a world that needs the hope of Christ. Kevin Wilson wrote a book in 2019 called Nothing to See Here, and it's a story about two children who had a tendency to get this, okay, to spontaneously burst into flames right? And they aren't harmed by their combustion, but it causes a lot of anxiety, obviously, and concern for those that are around them. The nanny, imagine they had a nanny. She was tasked with keeping them calm to avoid them flaring up, right? And so the reality is that she, if she started feeling too strongly, she could wind up being burned because of them, And the reality is this though, in our life, we can't avoid getting burned, right? Especially when we love people because people will hurt us. But apathy... We may wanna use that as some defense mechanism or some protective barrier from getting hurt, but the problem is it closes us off to these unique ways that God wants us to express our gifts and our emotions inside of our church and inside of our community. You know, we may be misunderstood if we use our God-given zeal to speak out about things like racism or or abortion or poverty or, or human sex trafficking or equal rights, but we don't need to dim our fire just so other people approve of us. By comparing the ideals that we hold with the ideals that Jesus held, and then we expound it in scripture, we'll align ourselves to God's purpose. You know, we can become less concerned with keeping the flames at bay if we're actively loving God and others with a zealous heart. It's not always about the fire that people can see. It's about the love that people feel because we're aligned with Jesus. So we looked at uh, some verses and some passages regarding apathy and how we need to avoid that by getting involved in service and again, talking about worship. So uh, let's go through a few questions. And if you have any questions or any comments, of course, please put it in the thread so we can have a two-way communication.
1: So do you consider yourself a person who just goes with the flow or someone who is big opinions about things.
0: Keep what finished. do you think? You answer that for me. You know me well enough. What, nope. what, do, no, I just go with the flow, right? I just do, I do what everybody else says and that's right. not, yeah. I am a big guy with big opinions. <laughs> I just I I, I just am um, that that that's me that's always you? been me so yeah I I don't I don't like going with the flow I think sometimes the flow is how you drown you know what I'm saying so you got to stand out sure. sometimes don't just go with the flow but you have to recognize if you're going to be that bombastic and boisterous SAT that's work a great for me word. that's right <laughs> If, if that if that's gonna be true, you gotta you have to do it in the right way. Like you can't call people like you know numbskulls because you have a different view or perspective, but you know you but you should be able to to stand up for yourself. But I think that's what helps not getting apathetic is that when you you know really engage in your relationship with Jesus and your relationship inside a church community.
1: So why is it easy to become apathetic when things are good?
0: Because when do you usually pray? Like when 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 do we grow spiritually? We grow spiritually when things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. That's when we reach out to God. When things are going great, we tend to uh, think, A, that we have, obvi- obviously we haven't sinned at all because God only blesses people who don't sin, right? I mean, we have that weird thought in our head. But then it's also, if things are going well, we're not... Uh, using the parts of our brain that cause us to be creative because things are just going with the flow. And so when things start going with the flow, you tend to l- like slack off on your prayer life. You tend to slack off on reading your Bible because things are going so great.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then you wind up slipping, and then you wind up forgetting, and then you wind up being apathetic.
1: So what does it mean to be zealous for the Lord?
0: So zealous doesn't mean obnoxious. And sometimes people get that wrong all the time, right? Or zealous shouldn't be like a a metric system where like, you know, you are more zealous than someone else. Being zealous for Jesus just means that you are completely devoted with your mind, soul, and spirit towards the King. And we're supposed to be like that. We are supposed to be. God is zealous for us. We need to be zealous for Him.
1: Amen. So how does trying to keep everything calm or making everyone like you hinder your passion for God? (laughs) It's
0: it's like it knew. Same. Yeah, yeah. So I think, let me read this question to make sure I'm going to answer this right. (laughs) If we're trying to make everybody happy. We're going to make no one happy.
1: You can't serve two masters. Yeah.
0: And who are we not making happy? We're not making God happy. If we, but if we make, if we, if our goal is to make God happy, Mm -hmm. then who cares who else is happy, right? Because if he's happy, he's sovereign. He's over everything. He's going to work all things work together for good, right? To them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. If that's true, if that's Bible, then making him happy is the only thing we should worry about. Mm -hmm. So instead of being people pleasers, and I think we both need to listen to this, we have to be God pleasers. Mm -hmm. And if we're we're pleasing God, which is, the Bible says, our true worship, that's what it means to renew our mind. Being in the center of God's will and pleasing Him, that's what gets us on the right path. And if we're pleasing God, there's no way we're going to be apathetic. Mm -hmm. Right? So our question for you today is, where are you? Are you apathetic? Maybe you're leaning towards that way? Maybe uh maybe things aren't going so great, but you're still like slacking off in your relationship with God. Then our plea to you today is to get in the word, get along with God, and allow him to renew your mind and transform your life once again. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. God bless you.